Hey, and welcome back to Legacy Builders. I've had the opportunity over the years to launch and scale 20 different businesses to the prestigious Two Comma Club Award. Now this is an award for generating over a million dollars through a funnel using a platform that I love called ClickFunnels. On today's episode, I'm gonna go and break down one of those award-winning funnels that has generated over seven figures, and you can use the same blueprint for success in your business too. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Legacy Builders. Uh, if you're new here, my name's Seth, here with Brian Delaney uh, with Perfect Funnel System. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Good. I'm excited for this it. episode. Uh, I'm excited for this episode because, you know, in the marketing community, one of the more coveted awards and recognitions is getting the two comma club, uh, which for those of you that don't know, you know, that's when you generate seven figures from one funnel or product. And most people have a goal to maybe generate seven figures at some point. You've done this over 20 times. Um, and so, you know, you've learned a lot and you, you know, you make a point to make sure that you do it every single year. So tell me for 2021, how did you get your two comma club award, your seven figure award for 2021? Yeah. So this, in this particular example, uh, we've done it more than just this case point, but in this case, particular example was from a challenge that we launched. And so, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but, um, because if you haven't done a challenge, uh, I would highly recommend you do a challenge. If you're an expert who has expertise, uh, or if you're going to partner with someone who has expertise, challenges are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we were able to produce, uh, more than seven figures from one rather small challenge. It wasn't a massive challenge. It was a rather small challenge. Um, in the grand scheme of things. So what happened was we had just placed number four on the second launch for Tony Robbins being Graciosi. So we, I supported them again the second year when I was in Fiji with Tony, Dean, and Russell. Um, I told Dean that I would commit a quarter of a million bucks in ad revenue to support their next launch. And so I ended up doing that the second year and landed number four, okay, competing with, you know, Russell and competing with, uh, John Dumas and Lewis Howes and some of these other players that were also involved in supporting Tony and Dean. And so I just placed number four on the second biggest launch in history for Tony and Dean. The first one, by the way, did far better, but the second one was still great. And right at the end of that, it was like February of 2020, literally within like days, the whole world shut down. Right. The pandemic came in, hit the, uh, you know, hit the world by storm and everything stopped. Right. Everybody stopped that moment. Like, what the heck is going on? Um, everybody was in disarray. Everyone was at a place of like being uncertain. Right. And so that was kind of where we're at. And yeah. that was kind of before it got like po politicized, like. That was like right when it really like shut down. Everybody was wondering what's going to happen. So like, were you worried at that point when you saw everything shutting down? Were you ever worried that business might suffer uh, with this you know, pandemic where everybody's just... Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, when I was with Tony in September, months before this, he had said that winter was coming and that we need to be prepared. It's a winter that we've never seen before and, and that we need to be prepared for this situation that's going to come on the horizon no connection to the pandemic and the shutdown and the virus and all this stuff. 
but he got us to kind of start thinking about preparing. And we really thought it was more about, you know, inflation and the economy shifting, you know, and the real estate bubble busting. And that's really where we thought, you know, his mind was. And, and, and it could have been. He didn't, you know, say particularly in what way the world was going to shift. But he did say, prepare, winter's coming. And then, boom, we get hit with this thing. Uh, in that moment for me, what happened was a lot of people um, were in fear. A lot of people were uncertain. Uh, for me, the way I built my business and career is that we have many partners across multiple verticals. And so we've got like this natural built-in insulation. Uh, and I learned this because my dad only had one source of income. When that income source was ripped out from underneath of him, he didn't have any other way to make money. And so the way I structured my business is we have, you know, I call it a hundred winning racehorses where we're in, you know, health and wellness, we're in financial services, we're in wealth creation, we're in, you know, relationship space, we're in multiple spaces, multiple markets. And so we have income that comes in from a variety of different avenues, right? For me, I was more concerned about the businesses and the partnerships that I had that were local. At the time I owned a restaurant. Uh, at the time I had partners that were owned gyms. And one of the things that I had to do was I had to coach people on how to pivot, right? Like gyms in California, which is one of my partners had a gym in California, still does, but it shut down, right? And everybody had to close the doors and everybody had to stay at home and all this stuff, right? And so she had to pivot. And we coached her through that process of just do it on, online, right? Create online courses or an online, you know, classes, right? She was able to pivot, retained over 80% of her business. And then because she was able to do that successfully, she actually got um, some, pop, some national media and then began coaching other gym owners on how to make that pivot as well. So, you know, there's always, um, you know, there's always a blessing in disguise if you look for it. You just have to look for it and you have to be willing to pivot. I had people calling me freaking out, not understanding how to pivot or how to shift. They thought the, the ship was burning and they're going down with it. And I think for me, because everyone realized in that moment, I need to be on the internet. It wasn't as dramatic for us because we were already on the internet, right? Like everyone remember back to that time, right? Everyone was like, you need to get online. You need to start selling on the internet. Well, I've been preaching that for more than a decade, right? So for us, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as scary. And one of the things that I thought of was we need a lead in this time of uncertainty and fear and chaos, not sit on the sidelines or in the stands and wait for something to happen. And so actually we launched uh, a challenge now, up until this point, I'd never done a challenge myself. I'd always done challenges for other people, like my clients and partners, or I was a part of challenges. Like I would consult on them, or I would, my, my first challenge that got me into the internet was a 30 day challenge. It actually got me into making my first dollars on the internet. So I've always loved challenges. They're not new. They're not a new model. It's maybe there, there's a new way of doing them than we did them in two, you know, 2006. They're not new but they're phenomenal models because you have more time with people to add value and build trust and then make an offer over a series of days rather than over a one-time experience, right? So we committed a hundred grand to that challenge. We said, okay, let's, 
let's put $100,000 behind this. And, you know, we know based on previous experience, it'll be successful. We knew the offers we were going to make, which was a course for a thousand bucks for us in, in our situation. And then we had backend stuff like a mastermind for 25,000 and, 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 and our agency, which has a variety of different price points. So we knew that it would be hard to mess it up, right? It'd be hard if the internet shut down and no one could, you know, send money back and forth. That's the only way this would fail. So we came in with a mindset of serving. I think that's really important to take note of, right? Like when you do your challenges, a lot of people are like, you know, what's in it for me? How much money I'm going to make? How much is this going to produce? But it's really the wrong mindset to have in the beginning. In the beginning, you want to have this mindset of how can I add massive value? How can I create breakthrough in people? How can I help them take their life or business to the next level? How can I provide so much value that before I make an offer, they're, you know, they're producing results. And that's how I designed it, actually. I designed it because when I got started in 2006, it was designed in a way where over the course of 30 days, you, they would give you the knowledge and have you apply that knowledge in a way that you would be able to produce a result, which is making money. So I went into it with that mindset. Okay, I want to help people launch their expertise online. I want to help them be able to understand what they need to have in place in order for them to launch successfully and produce a profit, produce revenue, make money. And then better yet, if they can make money before they finish the challenge, that would be even better. So I architected the whole experience so that people could actually start generating revenue before they even finished. Because think about it, someone who produces revenue in a free challenge is much more likely to give you money and buy your products and services when they've already produced a profit without paying you, right? Now, what we found, which was fascinating is that we were getting our lead, our lead cost, even though at this time, remember a lot of advertisers pulled out, they stopped advertising. They were in pause mode. They were observing. Even some of the biggest marketers in the world were paused. They were observing with the shift. We pressed in, we led because we felt like it was our responsibility to do that. And we were getting lead, our lead cost was 13 bucks a lead. Now, many of you might be thinking, man, that is high. Well, because of the way we architected the experience of the content of that challenge, that $13 a lead ended up producing more than $45 per lead in revenue. So who cares, right? Spend 13 bucks, make 45. Just on the front end of the business, meaning just on the front end offer, which in our case was a thousand bucks. Okay. And so that's what we did. We did a seven day challenge. We did it every other day. So we did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Monday. And then I think we closed it on a Wednesday or Thursday. So it was like a two week period where we had prizes, we gave away all types of stuff on the front end for sharing. We got 600, over 600 leads for free because people shared naturally, which is awesome. Think about it. that's about $9,000. We had about $9,000 in free leads because we gave away prizes for people who shared. We had over 50% of the people that were on the challenge, which we had over 5,000 people register for the challenge, over 50% uh, of those people actually gave us their phone number, which is far more valuable than a, an email address, right? I mean, right. To, be able to, to be able to text them, to be able to message them directly, to be able to get 90% open rates through text messaging was vital, right? 
So really, there's a lot of a lot of little things, a lot of little nuances that went into making this a success, as it is always, right? It's usually a lot of little things that add up to. It's kind of like they say, right? Small hinges move big doors, or big doors swing on small hinges, right? Same thing applies to this in this situation where you've got a lot of little things that when they stack up, make it work. And I think it's important that you you think about these things going into it. Now, for us, even though I, I ha- hadn't done a challenge myself, I had uh, consulted, architected, built challenges for others. So we already learned on the backs of clients that we serve and then, so when we were ready to do our own, we already had that collective experience to be able to apply to that situation. And I think it was just a perfect storm. I mean, we had more than 7% of the people that registered for the challenge bought our program. That number is dramatically insane. I mean, that's nuts. A great challenge, your conversion rate at 3.5% is crushing it. Mm-hmm. Right? 7% of registrants buying a $1,000 product is unheard of. Even Tony and Dean don't pull those numbers. So what that says is that we pulled off a very successful challenge. And and from that, not only did we do over 400,000 in revenue from selling a thousand dollar course, but we also did uh, several million in other backend revenue with our mastermind and with our agency where we serve people on a deeper level. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we did. And there's a, you know, you guys were doing hot seat sessions during the week. You were doing giveaways. Like you were providing a ton of value to where even if people didn't sign up for your course, they were still learning a ton throughout that week. I think there's always a difference between implementing something for someone else and then doing it yourself. And I feel like I always say like, if you really want to learn something, like you just have to start, just throw yourself in the middle of it. What were some of the things that you learned from that challenge uh, that you know, yes, you had seen it implemented for clients or for other people that you had helped architect, but maybe some lessons that you learned from doing it for yourself. Yeah. So I would, I would say some of the the key lessons are to become obsessed about the outcomes that your challenge is going to allow people to experience. Uh, Let me say that again, obsess about the outcomes of them going through your challenge. Right, and get really clear on what they can experience as an outcome or as a result. For us, it was making money using their expertise to serve others. Us, it was getting clear about who they serve, what they sell, and how they sell it. Right, so we were crystal clear on the outcomes of participating in this free challenge that we were hosting, and I, and we hammered that message every single day so they always knew where they're headed i think it's important if you're doing challenges if you're doing anything that's important to understand the journey people are going on and help them get to where they want to be the other thing was we led with giving right if you tuned into the last episode i talked about the value of you know um earning the right i talked about the the value of giving first before you ask for something in return or you make an offer. In this case, we did that as well, right? We, we gave prizes away for just simply sharing with their influence. And pr- I don't know, probably 10% of the people that joined a challenge came through sharing. 
Mm-hmm. 10%. It's a pretty significant percentage. So we did that because we incentivized the share and it was worth every penny. Right. And then we incentivized actually them taking action every day of the challenge. And we also incentivized them on a deeper level of making a commitment, a verbal commitment publicly on their channels. They got points, different levels of points based on, um, you know, if they did a video and posted it on their Facebook, you know, wall, right? Because we know the power of commitment. So we built in the power of commitment into the process, which got more people committed to really doing this. And as a result of that, they, they, they naturally invested in the next level, which was a deeper dive of the challenge itself. Right. So these are just a few, few of the, few of the things that I would say are core elements of a successful challenge. It's definitely something that you want to mastermind through and think through all the different components because it's not something you just wing. It's not something you throw mud up against the wall. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that try to do challenges and fail. That's because they have, they don't architect it right. They don't have the right narrative. They don't have the right, uh, clarity. They don't have the right strategic system set up. Uh, and then they fail and they wonder why they fail and they say, oh, this doesn't work for me. Well, the reality is it could have worked for you, but, but maybe you didn't have a few of the little things that were in place to make it work. Right. Usually it's a couple little things that make all the difference, not one big massive thing. It's usually a few, few minor things that add up that, that really make the, the, the outcome dramatically different. Yeah. And I know you're already preparing for your next challenge in 2022. As you look forward, what are some of the things that you might do differently in your next challenge or improve on? Yeah. So first of all, the next challenge I'll do with my wife and I, um, we're planning that now. Um, and then the other thing is that we did our first seven day challenge where it was like over time. So the next one we'll do where it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so be condensed over a week rather than over two or three weeks. Um, we'll have a full week and then we'll have a closed down sequence, which will last probably four or five days for people to enroll into the next level. Um, the other thing that we'll do is the first challenge, we did an hour of training and then we did an hour hot seat like three or four hours later. So we did like, I came on live at 7 a.m. Pacific and then at noon, I came back and did hot seats. And that was an audible. We actually decided to do hot seats after the first day. It wasn't even planned. But it was, I think, a very important, critical part of the, of the success was showcasing our coaching and how we can consult in real time. Mm-hmm. And so now for the next challenge, not only will it be my wife and I here in the studio, but it'll also be an hour of training and an hour of hot seats back to back rather than at different times. Because think about it, if you're managing seven and noon, now you have your whole days blown and that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case, we can go right from training and then anybody who wants to continue on can just stay, stay around. So number one, number one, we'll get more people to show up for that hot seat training because a lot of people show up to the first training, but then they're like, well, you know, they really want the meat and potatoes and then They'll come back the next day. So I think we'll, I think it'll produce a better outcome because we'll have more people that'll be able to experience real-time coaching, mm-hmm. right? Which will all help people to make a decision if they want to go deeper and make that next investment. Yeah. Well, I think 
you know, all of your future challenges, I am sure every single one will get better and better. And I think that's a, that's kind of what you're saying is the importance of just iterating and taking a look and really not just trusting in your own ideas, but getting other people's ideas and improving things as they go for our listeners that want to be a part of your next challenge, your future challenges, how can they stay in touch and how can they find out when you're going to have these future challenges? Yeah, so I would say we you generally publish them everywhere, uh, mainly on our main websites, which are perfectfunnelsystem.com or my personal brand, BrianDelaney.com. Also at launchexpertise.com. Launchexpertise.com is really designed for our challenge. That's where we hosted our challenge, actually. And so if you go and bookmark launchexpertise.com, first of all, you can go there to get my book. You can go there to uh, see th- the different offers that we have in play. And that's where the challenge will be promoted as well. So launch expertise is definitely a great place to bookmark um, and get on the list so that when we do do the next challenge, we'll let you know about it by sending you an email. And you can always, you know, join our text distribution channel as well, where you can, you know, we can let you know of, you know, things that come down the pike by being on our text channel as well. Yeah. And I encourage everybody to do that. Not just so that you, you know, you're not just going to get marketing emails or whatnot, but just like you were saying with the challenge that you did in 2021, you know, you were doing coaching inside of it. Like the people that went through this challenge walked away with real tangible value. So these are going to transform your business. And uh, for those listening, make sure you sign up for that list so that you can uh, stay up to date with what's coming down the pipeline. Brian, this has been great diving into you know, your 2021, one of your 2021 uh, seven-figure awards. On our next episode, we're going to talk about some of the ingredients that you've seen from launching more than 20 two comic club businesses. So to our audience, make sure you keep listening in to other episodes of Legacy Builders. And uh, this has been great. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on Legacy Builders. And I would encourage you to come back to the next episode next week to get more clarity on your journey to launch your expertise online, scale your impact, and build your legacy. If you're ready to get the process started of launching your expertise online the right way, then I recommend go to launchexpertise.com or maybe you're at a place where you're ready to really scale your expertise and your impact. Go to launchexpertise.com. There you'll have several options. Number one, you can get a free copy of my brand new book, The Entrepreneur Evangelist, which I share the secrets that have unlocked more than $300 million of results for my clients and partners in our own campaigns. You could also join a 33 days of coaching with me uh, that's free, where I give you insights and wisdom on your journey to launching your expertise and scaling your impact over the course of 33 days. And that's worth at least 5,000 bucks, but for right now, you can get it for free. And lastly, if you're someone who wants to take the absolute faster, smarter path when it comes to launching your expertise online and scaling your impact, I'd recommend scheduling a call with my team where we can see how we can support you to crush goals and generate seven or eight figures yourself in a short period of time. We have more awards than nearly anyone in the entire community and for good reason. We would love to help you just like we've helped them. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Legacy Builders.